Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hello there. You're about to watch an episode of The Daily Show. That means there's some news and some jokes on the way. So if you like laughing and news, you're in the right place, honey. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, Elon Musk rules the Twitterverse. Jordan Klepper fingers Florida. And Rosie Perez is here. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah! Welcome to The Daily Show. I'm Trevor Noah. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for coming out in person. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I like seeing human beings. I'm so excited because tonight, tonight, we got Jordan Klepper, who's on the show. He went down to Florida to CPAC, which is basically Republican Comic Con, so you know that's gonna be interesting. And on top of that, New York's very own Rosie Perez is gonna be joining us, everyone. That's gonna be great. We're gonna be talking about boxing and the flight attendant. So let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. I don't even need to tell you this, but the biggest news of the day has been about Twitter. A fun place to share jokes and find out which celebrities are dead. (laughs) Now, you may remember, last week, Elon Musk became Twitter's largest shareholder by buying 10% of their stock, which gives him majority control of Denzel expressing relief. Well, (laughs) now, Elon Musk has decided he doesn't want 10% of Twitter, no. He wants 100% of Twitter. Yeah, because he has plans to make it the best social media site in the world. Tesla CEO Elon Musk is offering to buy Twitter, all of the shares he does not currently own, for $43.4 billion in cash. He also says he wants to take the company private. Musk writing a letter to Twitter chair Brett Taylor saying, quote, Twitter has extraordinary potential. I will unlock it. a top priority I have, I would have, is is eliminating the the spam and, and scam bots, um, and the bot armies that are in Twitter. Um, they make the product much worse. <laughs> oh shit! It's happening, people. Elon Musk is attempting a hostile takeover of Twitter. He's offering forty-three billion dollars, all cash, take it or leave it. Yeah, that was his offer. His actual offer: forty-three billion dollars, all cash, take it or leave it. 
which you gotta admit is a very Indian uncle way to negotiate, you know? <laughs> yeah, Indian uncles always think if they put cash at the end of the offer, then you can't refuse, you know? It's like, Trevor, I'll give you $47 for your car. What? No. Cash. <laughs> no, it's a car. I'm gonna give you that, it's a car. Now, because Elon Musk is Elon Musk, he didn't, he didn't just make a normal offer, no. He offered to pay $54.20 per share. Yeah, not $54 exactly, no. $54.20. <laughs> and that's how you know that you're too rich. <laughs> when you're spending an extra few million dollars just to slip a wee joke in <laughs> to your takeover bit. And he didn't even have to waste that extra money. We already knew he was high when he said he would, quote, unlock Twitter's full potential, man. <laughs> Which, by the way, am I the only person who got freaked out by that part where he said that? He says he wants to unlock Twitter's full potential. I thought Twitter was unlocked. <laughs> no, like, is there, is there a locked version we don't know about? Are there parts of Twitter that are still shut down? Well, maybe let's keep them like that. Yeah, never once have I logged onto Twitter and been like, man, I just wish this place would let loose. <laughs> People really hold back on here, all nuanced and shit. But that's the thing with Elon Musk. Nobody knows what he's gonna do. He's super smart, definitely. But he admits that he also loves dumb jokes. So we don't know how this could turn out. This, this, this could turn Twitter into the best version of itself, or he could just rename tweets farts <laughs> and retweets refarts. <laughs> the United Nations today refarting a fart from President Biden. Many farts online saying that this fart went too far. <laughs> Moving on to Duffer. <laughs> now, I know a lot of people uh, don't like Elon Musk, but I will admit, some of the suggestions that he had for Twitter are not that bad, right? He wants an edit button, I like that idea. All right, he wants to make the algorithm more transparent so we know why things are trending or why tweets go places, I like that, right? And he wants to get rid of bots and scams, which I love. I hate the bots on Twitter. Do you know how many hours I've wasted talking to Oprah 2467 Crypto? <laughs> Only to find out later that it wasn't really Oprah. I told her my deepest secrets and I gave her money. I mean, yeah, in hindsight, it was weird that Oprah was asking me for money, but she seemed so real. And that would catch anyone, guys. And this is also a risky business move because if you kick all the bots off of Twitter, that's like 99% of the platform, right? Who's gonna be left, huh? Yeah, it's like trying to ban all sex criminals from Hollywood. You're just gonna be left with Paul Rudd and Baby Yoda. That's gonna be it. Sorry, what's that? Baby Yoda did what? Sorry guys, it's just Paul Rudd now. That's all that's left. <laughs> all right, but let's move on from Twitter to another place where nobody gets along and nothing gets done, the US Senate. <laughs> For decades now, one of the most prestigious members of the Senate has been Dianne Feinstein, Democrat from California, right? She's been a leading voice on environmental issues and LGBTQ rights, and she was the first woman ever to chair the Intelligence Committee, which was a big deal. But recently, some of her colleagues have been voicing concern about whether the senator still has the capacity to do her job. And at 88, they're wondering if it's time for the senator to step down. Some members of Congress are reportedly expressing concerns about Senator Dianne Feinstein's memory. Now, the San Francisco Chronicle reports it spoke to four U.S. senators, three of whom are Democrats, 
a California Democratic member of Congress, and several former Feinstein staffers. All of them say her memory appears to be getting worse. Now, the Chronicle says one of them even started talking to other people in Congress to see if they could convince her to resign. An unnamed Democrat in Congress who has worked with the senator for 15 years had to reintroduce themselves several times during a recent policy discussion. Feinstein also allegedly repeated several questions during that encounter. Whew. All right, this is a tough one. It really is. I mean, on the one hand, you don't want to expel Senator Feinstein just because she's old, right? But on the other hand, if she is losing her faculties, you can't have her making decisions that affect the entire country. You know, this, this, like, this reminded me of my grandfather, right? He used to babysit me <laughs> when I was younger, which was fine, which was fine, until I realized that his mind was slipping and I could trick him. Yeah, like one day I tricked him into spending all the family's grocery money on Tamagotchis instead of food. <laughs> and that night when my mom got home, she saw there was no food. And she made me eat my grandfather. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking, she just beat the shit out of me, that's all. I'm joking. <laughs> but you know what, I'm glad it happened. Yeah, because it inspired me to work hard so I could make enough money to buy my own Tamagotchis. And look at me now, mom, a grown man with 10,000 Tamagotchis. <laughs> I did it, mom, you can't touch me. Yeah, how you like me now? <laughs> By the way, if anyone wants 10,000 Tamagotchis, DM me. <laughs> look, here's the thing. Everyone in Congress is asking the question now, because of the story, should there be an age limit, right? Because there's already a minimum age. So people are saying there should be a maximum age. Well, I think if you're not gonna have a maximum age, then it's only fair that you get rid of the minimum. You know, yeah. Because right now you have to be 30 years old to be a senator. Why? Huh? Let's be honest. You, you, could, you could vote for Senator Baby. Yeah? <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. But think about it, Senator Baby isn't fleeing to Cancun during a power failure. Huh? <laughs> Senator Baby, Senator Baby is responsible. Senator Baby isn't cheering on insurrectionists, no. Senator Baby wants one thing and one thing alone, Baba. <laughs> and you might not know what Baba is, but do you know what Rand Paul is talking about 90% of the time? <laughs> I rest my case. Like, do you realize the average age of the Senate is 64, average age? And I'm not saying that they can't do their job. I'm just saying, how invested are you in the future of the planet if you'll be leaving soon, you know? <laughs> no, I, I, hey, I know how I treat the urinal at Disney World. <laughs> That's not my house. <laughs> and just to be clear, just so to be clear, people are like, oh, it's ages. No, look, I'm not saying that being younger guarantees your brain works, okay? Like, look at Madison Cawthorn, he's 26. He's having all these delusions of like cocaine and orgies in Congress, which you know isn't a real thing. People in Congress aren't having orgies. And if they were, they'd probably be terrible. <laughs> I respectfully remind the uh, gentle lady from Minnesota that she's out of order. The gentleman from Montana was supposed to go second. <laughs> and as for me, I yield the remainder of my time. <laughs> I got a lot more excited than I thought. <laughs> a lot more. Let's move on to some sports news. It is NBA playoff season, that magical time of the year when the league's best players battle it out for the championship and the Knicks go on their annual fishing trip. <laughs> now, there's always a lot of drama in the NBA playoffs, but last night, one player got a little too dramatic. 
The Charlotte Hornets had a rough night at Atlanta. Charlotte getting frustrated in the fourth quarter. Miles Bridges gets ejected after a fan yells at him on the way out. He threw his mouth guard, hitting a girl in the stands. After the game, Bridges called his actions unacceptable and went on Twitter to see if he could contact that young lady to make up for what he did. I was upset about a call. I was aiming for the guy that was screaming at me, and it, you know what I'm saying, it hit, a, it hit a little girl. So that's definitely unacceptable on my part, and I take, you know, full responsibility. Okay. All right, first of all, good on Miles Bridges for taking responsibility, you know, for throwing his mouth guard into the crowd. I like that he said, he's like, look, man, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I will also say this, if you're a basketball player who shoots for the heckler, but you hit a teenage girl, <laughs> kind of proves the heckler's point. That's your only job. And to be fair, that girl played horrible defense, but still, I'm not blaming her, I'm not blaming her. Now, you know, if you follow sports, you may have noticed that this feels like it's a bit of a trend recently, you know, fans antagonizing the players or players losing their shit with the crowd. Like a few days ago, Kyrie Irving, he got in the face of a fan who shouted something at him. But then it turned out that he got angry at the wrong fan, all right? Yeah, and then in the Premier League, Cristiano Ronaldo slapped a kid's phone out of his hand because he was injured and the kid was filming and then he was frustrated and he, he said sorry afterwards, but still, people, like, I don't know if confrontations are getting worse because of COVID and like athletes and fans are angry, but it does seem like everyone needs to chill, okay? Yeah, if you're a professional athlete, you have to accept that part of your job is getting yelled at by strangers. It's part of the job, all right? It just comes with the territory, certain jobs do. It's the same way strippers know people are gonna be throwing money at them. <laughs> yeah, if you are a stripper and you have a fear of flying objects, you're in the wrong job, you know? If you're like, ah, 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 just deposit it into my account. That's not how this works. <laughs> Athletes have to learn to ignore it. You know, if you don't want to get yelled at by strangers, there are a lot of other jobs where that doesn't happen. Like, like I've never once been at the dentist's office just like, boo! <laughs> Yo, this dude sucks at scraping my gums, boo! You're not even a real doctor! <laughs> but I will say this, the fans also need to chill. Remember, athletes are human beings. Right? Have some respect, have some compassion. Because a lot of the fans right now are filming themselves saying crazy shit to athletes because they know if they get a reaction, they're gonna go viral. Right? Like last month, one dude heckled a player on the Portland Trailblazers by talking shit about his grandmother who had recently died of COVID. Exactly. Uh, guys, I'm sorry, if you're looking for heckling material in the obituaries, that's taking things too far, all right? Say something about the game and move on. That's a shitty thing to do. Like, you, you had a professional basketball game. It's supposed to be fun. Why are you so angry? I see people in the stands all the time. <laughs> this is fun. I almost feel like NBA games need to add like a courtside therapist for the fans. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess when I, when I screamed that LeBron sucks donkey balls, I was, I, I was really angry at my dad for never hugging me. I, <laughs> Le LeBron reminds me of my dad. <laughs> He left to go to another city and he pretended like it was normal and that's why I hate LeBron. <laughs> so, my advice would be for everyone to take the temperature down just a notch and remember that the point of going to a game isn't to try and get a professional athlete to beat the shit out of you, okay? The point of going to the game is to bribe your kids with snacks so they pick you in the custody battle. Remember what it's about. <laughs> it's about love. All right, finally, 
Let's talk about homelessness. It is a big problem in America, and not everyone is offering helpful solutions. Right? For instance, in Tennessee, yesterday, the state Senate passed a bill that would make it a crime to sleep under bridges. Yeah, which I guess could save lives given the state of infrastructure in this country, but I don't think that, that's what they were going for. You know, they just don't want to have to look at homeless people anymore, so they made it a crime. But here's, here's my question, whenever they do this, what are the homeless people supposed to do, right? When you make it a crime, like what do you think is gonna happen? You think they're gonna be like, well, if sleeping under this bridge is illegal, I, I guess I'll finally buy that townhouse I've been looking at. <laughs> eh, it was all about my options. Because honestly, these policies are pretty typical of the approach to homelessness in many parts of the country. And now, the reason that people are talking about this bill in particular, this one, is because of this really inspirational story that one Republican told during the debate. Mr. Speaker, I haven't given you all a history lesson in a while, and I want to give you a little history on homelessness. 1910, Hitler decided to live on the streets for a while. So for two years, Hitler lived on the streets and practiced his oratory and his body language and how to connect with the masses, and then went on to lead a life that got him in the history books. So a lot of these people, it's not a dead end. Very interesting angle to take. Yeah, that's right, folks. Uh, Hitler was uh, homeless and it made him a better person. Yes, don't despair, homeless people. If you really apply yourself, one day you too could do genocide. <laughs> like, just, just checking the Hitler in this inspiring story. Is this Adolf Hitler? Yeah? <laughs> like, there isn't another Hitler somewhere in history who was an astronaut or something, right? You know, it's just like, hey, I'm Hitler. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm the Olympic skater, Steve Hitler. Oh, shit. You should just go by Steve, man. Yeah. <laughs> You, you realize comparing homeless people to the worst person in history is definitely not gonna help them, right? Because who's gonna wanna help homeless people now? This is gonna be people like, uh, no, I'm not giving you money. You could become the future Hitler. <laughs> and by the way, who even knew that Hitler was homeless? Did you guys know that? No. I, didn't, I didn't know this. I don't know about you, but it, it creeps me out when people know too much about Hitler's life. <laughs> yeah, there's something really disturbing about anyone who's like, did you know Hitler's favorite fruit was the mango? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna go over here now. <laughs> it's a weird thing. All right, that's it for the headlines, which means it's time for us to check in on this weekend's weather forecast with our very own Desi Lydic, everybody. Good to, uh, good to see you, Desi. How you doing? Great, good to see you. We're back with our audience. Yeah. like this. I set up a booby trap in my building to catch whoever's been stealing my neighbor's paper before I could steal it. So... Huh. That's a good, good thing for a bad thing. Oh, oh well, yeah. yeah. We'll get him. We'll get him. Or her. <laughs> What's going on, Desi? Yeah. What's been going on? God, that story. How crazy. Did that guy actually use Hitler as an inspiration story? Right. Are we doing that now? Are we doing, like, hashtag Hitler goals? <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough. Like, girl boss culture already makes me feel so unaccomplished. Now I gotta live up to Hitler? <laughs> well, I don't fair. think you have to, I, you know. No, it's like too much pressure, man. It's not cool. Although I will say, if it works, I will use that tactic to get my kid to finish his dinner. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who would eat all this broccoli? Hitler. 
If he can do it, so can you. That's going to be a weird thing to teach your kid, yeah. I think. Yeah. You also, know? that mouth guard thing? What the hell? Trevor, have you ever been hit in the head with a mouth guard? I actually have once. Yeah. Me, me too. You have? Yeah. Like every day in third grade. <laughs> and fourth. And fifth and sixth. Yeah, it was tough. The teachers were super mean at that school. <laughs> it's a very strange school. That... Anyway, Desi, um, what's going on uh, with the weather this weekend? Oh. Come on, Trevor, the weather. <laughs> I mean, we know each other better than that. We can cut the small talk. I'm not your neighbor in the elevator. Let's have a real conversation, you know, heart to heart. Tell me, what are your deepest, darkest fears? No, no I want to know what, what the weather is, not small talk. Um... Here's another one. When was the last time you cried? No, I... I... You can tell me. It's just you, me, all these lovely people. No, it's not small talk. I was saying the weather. I was, yeah. talking, I was talking about the weather, like, behind. It's behind oh, you. Oh, God, yeah. The past is always haunting us right at the back door, man. Can't escape it. You no. really can't. No, no, I'm, you see, I... This... Here's a question. Are you asking about the weather, or is it your inner child? <laughs> that's what I want to know. What is it specifically about the weather that's triggering you? It's, it's the picture that's behind you. Yeah. It's like the news we it do. It is. It's hard. It's like uh, you can you can keep those memories right up here, and they just Th come they're not memories. Again. I feel like nobody's trying to make a new show with me. Um, you don't understand. Yeah, I'm glad we had this talk because I could tell you were really frustrated. I I have gotten frustrated. Yeah. I. Uh... Yeah. Well, I'm glad I could help. Is there a, you need anything else from me while I'm here? No, we're good. We're good. Desi Lydic, everybody. Thank you so much. We're out of time. We'll be right back with Jordan Clapper and the Republicans right after this. It's a weather. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Recently, our very own Jordan Klepper traveled down to Florida to finger the pulse at the Conservative Political Action Conference. It led to some unexpected interactions and one very unexpected place. Every year, CPAC brings together all the brightest minds and salespeople in the conservative world. 
And with the world careening from crisis to crisis, I've come to Orlando to find out where their movement is going and brace myself for what's to come. People are asking the question who the future of the Republican Party is. Trump. Is Trump. Trump is the Republican Party. CPAC is Trump. I'm here to support the greatest president ever, Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump's yeah. the greatest president 100%. ever. If you look at the Trump administration on paper as a report card, mm -hmm. It was stellar. It just was. In what sense? The numbers. The economy. The economy. Down. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about before the COVID economic collapse. We don't count the whole term. We can cherry pick numbers that make him look like a fantastic president. Why are you so obsessed with Trump? I like how he's funny. He's just funny. And he's How's he funny to you? Trump. The 2015 debate. He was like Lion Ted, little Marco. You're fat. You're stupid. I just loved it. I felt like his personality was my personality. He's like has a 15-year-old's sense of humor. Exactly. But that is, I love that. So you wanted a 15-year-old as president, you got one. 100%. Clearly, this was still Trump's party. But this trip wasn't about R&R. Is this what I think it is? It's a Trump sex swing? Or S&M. That's nice. And then you get somebody, then it's like this. It's about the GOP and their party's plan to tackle the issues that face America. They want to destroy the, the neutral family. Who does? But, uh, the left, the Democratic Party. You can't use the words mother, father. Am I gonna get in trouble if I use the word mother or father? They'll try to correct you. What do you think of the trans issue right now? That seems to be a big talking point here. I don't think it should be indoctrinated into kids. Indoctrinated in what way? <laughs> indoctrinated in what way? Um, putting trans flags in elementary kids' schools' rooms because they're pretty colors. Those flags, they offend you? They don't offend me. I think they cause problems for young people. To see a flag like that in their school? No, to have colors like that and then associating it to something else. What are the colors? I actually don't even think I know the colors. Neither do I. But they're pretty offensive. Uh, they're colorful and kids like colors. But even though the theme of CPAC was the culture war, what about the war war? Whose fault is what's happening in Ukraine right now? Well, of course, it's Biden's fault. He didn't do anything to, uh, to protect that nation, to protect those people. When you look at what happened between Russia and Ukraine, you have to point the finger at the leader of the United States of America. Of course, you, you have to. Biden helped make Ukraine so important by all the dealings that they were doing in it. How should a leader handle someone like Vladimir Putin? Peace through strength. Peace through strength. What do you think about Donald Trump when he called Vladimir Putin a genius? Was that him being tough? I think he has a way of um, playing with words. Yeah, definitely. Like saying the, the opposite of yes. what a patriot would and say. And then he gets the media riled up. He disregards his own intelligence community and instead he kisses the ass of Vladimir Putin. But that's him just being smart. Being a wise guy. He's being a wise guy. The market crowd's obsessions were predictable. Is this a little much? But there was a new infatuation I was surprised to hear. Because for the first time at CPAC, people were applauding another country. Hungary's on the forefront. When you see people like leaders in Hungary uh, talking and speaking the way that Donald Trump did when he was in office, it inspires me. I think Hungary is a positive example about how being a confident conservative can really do wonderful things for a country. That's right. Conservatives here were looking for inspiration from Hungary, the Central European country that's been steadily sliding away from democracy under its right-wing leader, Viktor Orban. Trump has endorsed Orban twice, and Tucker Carlson has done a week of shows and a special about Hungary. It's not my job to defend Hungary, only to learn from it as an American and try and hold up the lessons for us to emulate. CPAC is doing a special event from Hungary in May, and there are even conservative speakers from Hungary here in Orlando. 
God bless you all. God bless America. God bless Hungary. And of course, let's go, Brandon. So I decided to pack a backpack full of rapid tests and Trevor's Amex card to finger the pulse international style. I arrived in beautiful Budapest to find out how similar these two movements really are. What do you think about what's happening with Ukraine? What's happened there, it's not Putin's fault. If it's not Putin's fault, is it Biden's fault? You can put this question for Biden's son. How much million, trillion dollars invested in Ukraine? This makes me feel at home, I gotta say. Yep. There is a lot here to unpack. And I did in my new half-hour special. Lock her up. I thought I heard lock her up. If you want equality, hit the road, Jack. I think yes. I ask all the hard-hitting questions. What is Hungarian for ass-licking? Shagnalo. 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 Ass-licking. We have Shagnalo in America, too. And I investigate the GOP's obsession with this barely democratic democracy. Only chance for us uh, is to band together. It's like, uh... Suicide Squad. Did you see Suicide Squad? Yeah, of course I did. Actually, I did. Is it like Suicide Squad? No. No. <laughs> Shit. So the government knows all your contacts. And has access to all my messages. Tune in April 21st. Ah, oh, awful. Oh, I told you. Yeah. Hold on one second. <sighs> you don't happen to know my wife's phone number, do you? All right, when we come back, New York's very own Rosie Perez is joining me right here. So stay tuned. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. To the Daily Show. My guest tonight is Oscar and Emmy Award nominated actor Rosie Perez. She's here to talk about the new season of the HBO Max series, The Flight Attendant. <laughs> Please welcome Rosie Perez. Oh, thank you so much. It's so good to have you here. And congratulations on season two of The Flight Attendant. That's really exciting. Yes, it's very exciting. Like, when you started the show, 
Did you think it would receive the amount of acclaim that it has? Because, I mean, it got tons of Emmy nominations. Mm. People have raved about it. It's no surprise that it got renewed. But when you start a show, do you have a feeling where you go, yeah, this is, this is just going to keep going? When I first read it, I said, this is a weird show. <laughs> and I turned it down because I don't like traveling. I, I hate flying. Yeah, we spoke, yeah. And um, I'm glad that I said yes. <laughs> um, it was the first scene that I had with Kaylee Cuoco. I just knew it. I just knew it. First day, first scene, out the bag. I said, this is going to be a hit. The two of you do have an amazing chemistry. And, and you know, to your point of the characters, what I loved right at the end of season one is that your character, I mean, it was one of the most amazing monologues. If you haven't watched the show, watch it. And then specifically this scene, you, you know what I'm talking about. It's this beautiful moment where your character has this, this, this monologue where you know, she talks about you know, the invisible woman. And it's, it's, it's this beautiful journey where we, we, we learn about menopause, but in an intimate way. It's not like a caricature of what menopause is. What was, what was special about that scene for you? It was special because in Hollywood, they don't allow women to age, you know, and you have to do all this shit to your face and your body, you know. I'm serious. I love to eat, honey. I can't do it. I just can't do it, you know. I can't. I mean, I try. But it was, it was very important to me to, to embrace the age. I thought it would be okay because just because you turn a certain age doesn't mean you're dead, you know? But when you do turn a certain age, your mind is going crazy. <laughs> it is, especially when it's menopause, you're like, what the hell is going on, <laughs> you know? And um, so I really wanted to bring that and I was really happy that the uh, executive producers, uh, you know, uh, Steve Yaki, Meredith uh, Lavender and Marcy, they were like, go with it. You know, and I was like, great, you know, and I, and, and you're right, I get so much response from women of a certain age saying, mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you, my husband doesn't think I'm crazy now, you know? I love that. It, yeah. it, it, it really has been amazing to watch, you know, you know and, and I feel like Rosie Perez as a whole, it's like, I feel like you're in a moment right now, you know, which, which is such a wonderful thing, you know, it's, it's, it's flight attendant, of course, and then you were one of my favorite moments from the Oscars, just that scene of like the reunion of, of the cast of White Men Can't Jump, you know, that was really cool to see on stage. I was pissed off at them though. You were? I was, because I said, I just said to them, I have a train, just pick it up, because they had a setback, yes. and fluff it, let it go, and let me walk out. They okay. said, okay. And then I see, uh, I see on the playback, they were holding it the whole time, cracking up. <laughs> and they were high off their asses. <laughs> I thought that was a joke, no? They no. Oh, man. Oh, that's, that's okay. You see, now this is what I'm loving. We're getting the behind the scenes now. We're getting the behind the scenes. You, 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 I feel like you, you're, you're living in an exciting time right now. You, you're back in New York now for a little bit. The boxing, Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden, April 30th. There's going to be the biggest women's boxing title. Oh first, time, first time ever. Ever, that it's going to be a women's boxing headline at MSG. Yes. Ever. They are the main event. It is Amanda Serrano. She is Boricua. Um, and uh, versus Katie Taylor. Uh -huh. And she's no joke. Yeah. You know, these are really two tough women who are at the elite level. It's not just a silly fight. This is going to be a banger. I will say this. 
I did not have a lot of love for Jake Paul. I have never met him. Uh -huh. um, just because of the antics and all of that. Right. You know, I don't know him personally. I have no nothing personally against him, but I was right, just right, like, right. whatever. The fact that he put on this fight against Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor at Madison Square Garden, April 30th, um, <laughs> is something to give him a lot of credit for. Because there, that fight should have happened years ago. Mm. And a lot of promoters did not pay attention. Even the promoters that are co-promoting the fight. Wow. You know, Amanda Sarandon deserved that fight. She deserved more. Katie Taylor was getting paid and Amanda Sarandon was not. She is a seven division, seven time world champion. Seven division. Seven division. And now she's getting a real payday. Now she's getting like seven figures. And I hate to say it, but it's all because of Jake Paul. You know, so I gotta, I gotta give him credit. But you know what? Stay the hell out of the ring, Jake. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. I could talk to you forever. Thank you so much for joining me on the Thank show. You so much. I appreciate you. I love seeing you here. Season two of The Flight Attendant premieres April 21st on HBO Max. We're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Well, that's our show for tonight, but before we go, remember, Team Rubicon mobilizes veterans to help people prepare, respond, and recover from disasters. They're on the ground right now supporting internally displaced persons inside Ukraine. So if you can, donate to the link below to support them in their work. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there, and remember, if you tweet anything that's problematic, technically, that's 10% Elon Musk's fault. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.